0: Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV Key Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping over 75 bucks. Easy to see why Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. It's almost the holidays. Holy shit. My wife is not stoked on that. But if you guys are going to go buy something for your loved ones or for yourself, go to Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Of course, fly racing, flyracing.com best gear out there, bros. Nothing better. I would say 80% of you out there have been saying the same thing that I have. It's really good gear. Light hydrogen is awesome. I had a few guys come up to me at the races this weekend saying they love the gear and they thank me for recommending them to flyracing.com. So why don't you... Go over there, check it out, flyracing.com. And if you don't like light hydrogen, go pick another one out. Kinetic Mesh, Evo Line. There's all kinds of stuff out there for you guys to choose from. So don't miss it. Go head over there, look at what you guys want. Choose it. Take a photo, send it to me. Show me what you look like. I like that kind of stuff. You know me. Best dressed. Racetech, racetech racetech.com. Go get your oil change and your forks. 20 hours. Seals, bushings, fork seals, all of that. Get it changed. Get them rebuilt. You don't want to valve it, that's fine. Just go get your stuff done up. It makes a world of difference. And if you want to get your engine serviced or maybe get a little bit more extra juice, head over to Racetech because they can do that as well. Chris Riesenberg is back riding because he loves it. And he's been away from it for a long time. And he's with Racetech. So head over there, Racetech.com, and look and see what they can do for you. Chances are they can do pretty much anything that is on your machine in your garage. Very good company, good people, and that's what we're about over here at Kiefer Tested. So it's Monday, and I am sore. Man, I haven't raced two days in a long time, and Glen Helen kicked my ass. This podcast is all about the W, World Vet Nationals at Glen Helen, and the bikes that I chose to ride, and the modifications that were done to those bikes. So many people out there this weekend, lots of Pulp Nation fans, and I'm telling you what guys, GH was the roughest that I have ever seen it on Saturday, and I have ridden Glen Helen for... A lot of years. I even go there during the week for testing when they don't prep, when they leave it dry, and I've never seen it as bumpy as I did on Saturday. Holy shit. I wasn't prepared for that, and I really tried to prepare for this race, but man, Sunday, or I'm sorry, Saturday was next level rough, and we have some rough shit out here in the high des, but man, that was something else. So, Yeah, I decided, hey, it'd be a cool podcast to talk about the bikes that I chose to race, a little bit about the event, and the modifications that you guys at home can do to your KTM 450SXF and Yamaha YZ450F. I chose these two bikes because, obviously, you know, I like these machines. Each one of these machines offers something to me that I I prefer in my riding. Um, For an example... The KTM feels light in corners. I can change direction really easy, and it's a front-end steering machine. And with the Yamaha, it's also a front-end steering machine, but a little bit heavier and more stable with a great engine package. So, you know what? These are the two bikes that I chose. Um, I almost was going to ride a Kawasaki KX450, but I gave that bike to my test rider, Dominic Chamino. He is doing some stuff for you guys for all you Team Green guys over there, which were a lot of you at the races, man. There were a lot of Kawasaki's at the race. I have never seen so many cowies. I mean, not since 2012, I would say. So it's good to see Kawasaki selling motorcycles. It's good to see that you guys are liking that bike. Um, and it's just, it's all around nice to see different colored machines at the races. So, This was the 34th annual W World Vets in memory of Tom White. Just a little story about Tom. Tom was always a good guy, man. I I wrote a story on PulpMX.com that's up today that you guys can read about the event and what I went through to get there and and just a little bit about each moto when I raced. But in that story, I talked about Tom. I was a little teenage punk-ass kid. Thought I was the shit wanted to get some sponsorships. We talked about that in the podcast. But, um, you know, I just thought I was too cool, you know, and I wanted to get a sponsor. I was going to be the next freaking Jerry McGrath. And you know what? Tom sent me back a very nice letter and said he was going to sponsor me and even wrote a little something in that letter saying, hey, you know, best thing you can do is work hard, stay humble and good things will happen to you. And that always stuck with me. And then, I was just a punk-ass kid. He didn't have to do nothing for me. He gave me 60% off all of his products that White Brothers sold at the time. And uh, I thought I, I thought that was the raddest thing ever as a kid, you know. So I was sponsored by White Brothers. And as the years wore on, Tom always remembered me. Tom, I introduced myself um, at a, at a race at Glen Helen one time, I think just in my early 20s. And said, hey, you know, you sponsored me when I was a teenager. Thank you. And ever since that day, Tom remembered me, came up to me, shook my hand, remembered my name. I mean, guys, I'm very bad with names. I suck with names. And Tom always remembered my name, called me Chris. And that always made me think, man, this guy really has got his shit together, really humble guy. And he rode and he rode dirt bikes, loved dirt bikes and just was at the races all the time at the REM races and just loved being around it. So, Um, he passed away last year, so this race was all, you know, for him, and I, and, and I never really got to thank him, um, properly, I guess, because, you know, back when I was a teenager, early 20s, I didn't really have my shit together, so, um, in order for me to thank him properly, it just sucks that it was too late to do that, but I kind of wanted to go race this weekend, and just, in my own way, say thank you, Tom, for everything that you've done for me, and... The things that you uh, impacted on my in my life for racing dirt bike. So um, John Anderson at W puts on the race. His wife Kristen um, is Tom's daughter, and they're a great family. So definitely the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree there. So um, rest in peace, Tom. We all miss you, and thank you for everything you've ever done for me and set an example for a lot of people. So yeah, so we decided the family and I we're gonna go race at uh World Vets. You know, this is something that I like to go do. I like to pick special one off races to go do. I don't race a lot, guys. Like I may ride and race five to seven times a year, maybe a little bit more. But it's just special races that I like to go do that are big, that are worth going to, that maybe pay a little bit of money. I'm not looking to make money off of a race, but it's nice to make at least your entry back and your weekend, that you know all the money that you put into the weekend. So the World Vets is always something on my calendar. I've always wanted to win the World Vets. I've won. I should say I should never say that. I've podiumed in the 30 pro class before, but I've never won the race. So when I turned 40, I really wanted to try to go after it and really win the 40 pro class. So that was my goal this year. Uh, I was going to race 40 pro on Saturday, 30 pro on Sunday, and really put a big effort into this and try to get a championship and take the time to do it in between test sessions, which is definitely hard to do. Um, But I wanted to do it on two different bikes, actually do a testing session over the weekend, build a bike that I would want to race for Saturday, and then build a bike that I would want to race on Sunday, but have two different brands. I'm a test rider. That's what I do. People come up to me and say, "Why are you switching bikes?" Hey, this is what I'm about. This is what I do. I ride different bikes. I like to change parts. I like to tinker. I like to experiment. So I said, "What the hell? Why not build a bike, two bikes that I want to go race at Glen Hillen with?" So, Orange Brigade and Blue Crew. That's what I chose. I chose the Yamaha for the 40 Pro class. I chose the KTM for the 30 Pro class, and I did some work to each of them. Not a lot of work, guys. I didn't get into Any of those engines at all. I never broke inside of them. Did anything modifications wise. But I did set them up for what I like. Chassis wise. And a little bit of engine delivery. So um, I spent about 6 weeks getting ready for this event. I had my lovely wife Heather. Basically genie Carmichael the shit out of me for 6 weeks. You know I've tested all week. Weekends were made for intensity. Sprints. Training. You know, getting on the stopwatch. Heather went there to the track with me every time that I went and did that and helped me. And like I said many times, I know you guys probably get sick of hearing this, but a home life is a good life to have if you want to do good in racing. My home life is very good. My family backs me and I appreciate the hell out of them. And it's very fun to experiment all the highs and lows that you do have when it comes to racing with your family. Not every moto you're going to win. Sometimes you're going to DNF. Sometimes shit's going to happen. But it's always cool to know that when you get back to the truck or trailer, you still have your family there that do not give a shit if you win or lose. They just want you there to be happy and have the experience with you. So always remember that, guys. Racing's fun and it's good, but family comes first. And it doesn't mean shit unless you have your family around you, man. And I think about Ryan Villapoto a lot lately just because I know he lost his dad. And to think about all the times that they shared going to the track when he was a little kid. You have a bond with your family as as a motocross kid growing up that is stronger than almost any other type of relationship out there for sports. Because us, you know, it's a family sport. You're with your parents all the time. Say what you want about motocross, but... You create a bond with your mom and dad when you do these types of things. There's no other real sport that involves a child and the parents as much as dirt bikes. So that's one thing we can be thankful for, for our sport. Um, so yeah, so basically we just got ready for six weeks into it. I try to get, I'm, I'm in shape already. I, I have a good base with me, but intensity is something I probably lack because I don't race enough. So I really tried to work on that and, um, All the while while I'm trying to work and type and test and talk and do the things that I do. But it made me realize, and I said this in my pulp column, how gnarly the top professional athletes are. Dude, think about it. They have to travel. They have to train. They have to rest. They have to have more pressure on them to do good because they're getting paid. You have all these eyes watching you. And I'm just racing a two-day freaking race over the weekend. And it stresses me out just to do that. So I can't imagine doing it week in and week out for 16 rounds of Supercross, 12 rounds of outdoors. That is a lot of stress on the body and the mind. It is insane. I know I probably ride more than any other person, even top professional athletes. But the level of riding is not near as hard as what those guys are doing. Every day is intense, And I only put six weeks of intensity into my training and writing. And that was a big load for me. And obviously I know I'm 41 years old. So it's tough, but man, I think you're either born with that kind of mentality to be a champion and have that grind attitude and work ethic or you don't. I don't think I was born with that. I was born with you work hard, you shake people's hands firmly. You keep your word. Those are the things that was instilled in me. Winning and those types of things weren't instilled in me. So I think at a young age, those things have to be beat into a child or you just have to be born with that. So I wasn't, I was born more of a blue collar work ethic and I wasn't born with a champion's attitude, man, because holy shit. Takes a lot of work, and I laugh because I'm only, you know, doing it for a little time. And I did it in Supercross back in the day, but like I said, I was maybe a main event guy. I wasn't a, a winning type of guy. So, being a winning type of guy, man, there's a lot of pressure on you. So, it's crazy. So, that's kind of what I wanted to say. It's my introduction to this, and I just wanted to give a shout out to John Anderson and Tom White and let, let you guys in on a little thing that some people do not know. Like, it takes. A team of people to get ready for an event. And I know if you guys are out there listening, have a family and, and child child or, or children, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress on the family because you got to spend time with them too. So it, it all coincides with you have to have a team effort to get to where you need to be. And uh, I have that over here and it's, it's – I don't say this word much. I'm blessed to have um, my family – that really accepts my lifestyle. So hopefully you guys have the same thing out there. And uh, you guys enjoy dirt bikes as a collective family. Alright, so about the event. Saturday morning. Um, let's just flash back just a little bit. Friday night, I slept like shit. Again, I think about so much shit the night before race. I can't sleep. It sucks. Heather's asleep by 9. I'm up at 11 just thinking about the track, the race, where sign-up is, how many people are going to be in line, and where am I going to take a shit? Am I going to be able to take a shit? Um, the start, the line choices, envisioning things like, dude, I wish I could turn my brain off, but my brain just goes wide open at night. So I slept about six hours. wasn't great. Saturday morning, got the Yamaha out, went out, um, whole shotted The first moto led wire to wire, beat Daryl Hurley. Didn't know it was Daryl Hurley at the time that was on my ass. He was always within three seconds of me. I was like stressing out like, who the hell is riding this good? Because I felt like I was riding pretty good. I didn't know any 40-year-old guy that was there that was, you know, and not to be pompous, I had to be confident. I didn't think anyone could really beat me over the weekend, but Daryl proved to me that he was up for the challenge. And it's cool because... I was never at Daryl Hurley's um, level. He was an amazing rider, a factory rider. He won a Supercross. So for me to beat him, that was really gratifying to me, and to just to prove to me how hard I've worked post professional racing career. Like I think I did most of my work after I was done racing. That's which was sucky, but that's just how my life turned out. Like. I rode more. I trained more. I just did more shit after I was done racing. Maybe because I was less stressed out about doing good. I have no idea. But anyway, won the moto. It was a fun race. Second moto. Didn't get as a good a start. Passed a uh, couple people. Got the second behind Daryl. And noticed something was going on in my front end. Track was extremely rough. I mean, really, really rough. And uh, comes to find out that one of my sub-tanks... That I have in my fork, the line broke and it caused um, my fork to be really harsh and firm. So I kind of backed it down, ended up getting third overall. Was bummed out, but like I said, hey, shit happens. You can't have it go your way all the time. And I was glad to be on the podium, but and I was glad to win a moto, but I knew I was the fastest guy there that day. I just didn't have the luck on my side. So besides that, it was a great, great race, great time. Um, lots of people out there whipping towels and air horns and things, but, uh, so a little bit about a Yamaha YZ450F. Okay. So for those of you guys have this bike, you know that one of my favorite bikes, if not probably the, my most favorite bike of 2019, it's no surprise. No, I do not work for Yamaha. So please stop, um, saying that I do not have any affiliation with Yamaha at all. I haven't worked for Yamaha since 2009. It's been a long time, folks. So, basically, all I did to this Yamaha, and there's not a lot of things that you need to do to this bike to make it good, guys. So, when you call me or you ask me or you email me these questions, you're not going to get a long-ass response because there's not a lot to do to this machine. So, um but what I did do is, I put an fmf exhaust on it i did put an insert in the fmf exhaust to have a little bit more back pressure so if you guys do have an fmf exhaust and you see this insert that was wasn't in your machine or wasn't in your muffler that's separate in a bag install that that helps i know there's a spark arrestor screen in there but don't worry about that it does help back pressure It will give you a little bit more throttle response because I do feel that FMF exhaust without that screen and insert doesn't have enough bottom end. It kind of gives it flat response, doesn't feel very connected. So put the insert in, get a little bit of back pressure, it does help. The biggest thing here with this bike is the mapping, the Yamaha Power Tuner app. I've explained this on many podcasts. Guys, it's easy to do, okay? There's a TP 2.0 map. There's all kinds of maps available for you to try. You get that Yamaha Power Tuner app. You download it. The thing that I haven't mentioned that I guess should be mentioned, okay? So when you see these TP 2.0 maps, really pay attention to the fuel injection throttle position. Usually on your grid, it'll say 20, 40, 60, 80. You can change those. So what you do is you tap the fuel injection, you know, grid, and then another window will pop up. It'll say value and position. So what you want to do is you want to go to position, click position, and it'll highlight either 20, 40, or 80. I'm doing it now while I'm talking to you guys. I'm pushing 40, and you can go up or down and change that throttle percentage value, okay? I'm sorry, throttle position, throttle position, percentage position, Okay. Now, always pay attention to those numbers when you see a map because sometimes people are just putting in the value numbers on the, on the grid and not paying attention to the left side numbers of the throttle percentage. Okay? So make sure you guys have the right numbers on the left side for the throttle percentage. Same thing goes for ignition. Throttle percentage, 20, 40, 60, 80. Some of these maps have a 0, 30, 60, 90, okay, not 20, 40, 60, 80. So you can change those numbers by simply clicking on the position on the left side and then moving up or down to where that percentage needs to be. Okay, so now I got that out of the way. So Jamie at Twisted Development gave me a map. I tested it at Glen Helen the week before the race. We adjusted it a little bit for my bike. Now I ran VP MR Pro Six to get a little more pulling power up those hills. It did help, but this map that I have, that will be up on KieferinkTesting.com, I will post this. Okay, is good for an FMF muffler or a Acropovic. I say, Akropovich. That's how you normally say, Akropovich muffler. For these, for those of you guys going to email me, well, I have a pro circuit. I have a Yosh. Yes, chances are it's going to be pretty damn close, so you can use this map. But Jamie is a wizard when it comes to mapping ignitions. He he mapped my stock ignition, and with these values that are different. Okay, so make sure. On when you go to testing.com later this week and you look at the fuel injection and ignition throttle percentages that you do them right. Okay. Because I have a 40 60, That's what I have for the fuel injection. Ignition 40 60, 90. All right. So make sure you guys always look at the throttle percentages on either the fuel or the ignition side of the grid. Okay, so that's what I wanted to really make sure I got that cleared up. Another thing I did to my bike, Enzo, Ross over there did my suspension. They always do great KYB work. I've always had great luck with Yamaha stuff um, with Enzo. Um, I've been testing a little bit with Ross on some sub-tanks. The sub-tank failure wasn't Ross's fault. I assume a rock or something got caught in there and cut the line and possibly lit the air out or lit an air in, in my fork because I could hear it pss, pss, on D and when I was going into the corners the second moto I could hear that that suction or that air litting out and I thought I had a flat tire but it was just that piece from the canister to the air bleed that's on the sub tanks most of you guys out there do not have sub tanks I don't even know if Ross is selling those things yet so Um, basically what they did to my fork which is really really good first moto my stuff was really good like it was rough it worked well i had no problems with it they put uh 5-1 springs in and they valved it and it was bitching i need a little bit of firmer of a fork so less dive down the hill so 0.51 springs so if you guys are Anywhere between 170 and up, chances are you get a one-step heavier spring rate for the fork, and it does help out. They revalved the shock. I ran 104 millimeters of sag, ran my fork height at 5 millimeters at Glen Helen, and it was bitching. I probably could have dropped my fork down to about 4 millimeter, and it would have been even better, but my bike was balanced, it was firm enough, I could charge down hills, and... Overall, just a nice setup that was trustworthy. I knew what it was going to do. Always had good rear wheel traction thanks to the good shock and that mapping that Jamie did for my bike. So it was a really good setup for me. Um, Little things that I did. Pro Taper Bars, SX Race Bend Evo. Stock. That's the stock dimensions of the stock YZ Bar. Okay? I get emails saying, no, it's not. Yes, it is. I've confirmed it with Yamaha and Pro Taper. SX Race is a stock dimensionally YZ bar. I used Pro Taper Evo because they flex a little bit more than the stock bar. I used half waffle pro taper grips, and I ran a Dunlop MX3S front tire and a MX33 rear tire. You're gonna ask me, why did you run a 33? Well, I can't find a 3S rear tire. I've been trying to buy them. Can't find them. But you know what I did? I bought four MX3S front tires from Rocky Mountain ATV MC, which they do still have, because I like that front-end feeling of an MX3S. Not a huge fan of the Dunlop MX33 front. I do think the MX33 rear is decent, now that I've got more time on it, but... Make sure you put 13.5 in an MX-3S front and make sure you run anywhere from 12.5 to 13 pounds in an MX-33 rear. The carcass of an MX-33 is harder. So, what do you do? You lower the air pressure. That's right. So, that was my combo for the tires. Yamaha, like I said, not a lot done to my Yamaha. Dude, it pulled the fattest hole shot. It hauls ass. It's responsive. For those you don't want to run fuel, that's fine. You'll get a little less RPM response. I like to run some fuel. Yes, it's expensive. I know. But I'm telling you guys, try it one time. Get some Pro 6. Map your bike and see if you guys notice a difference. It's huge to me. Like I noticed throttle response and I noticed pulling power with some good fuel. Pump gas is fine. If you're on a budget, no stress. You're just going to lose a little bit of RPM response and and pulling power, which, honestly, most of you guys ain't going to give a shit about because the 450 is so damn fast anyway, so it's not going to matter. But I was looking for every little advantage I could for the race. If I wasn't racing, chances are I wouldn't give a shit about it, and I would just run pump fuel. But the map does help. So Yamaha, kudos to Yamaha for having an app that's easy to do. It took me a little f- less than five minutes to change all this shit. And I was out testing on the track. Come back, change it. It's bitching. Guarantee you other manufacturers are going to follow suit with this app. But kudos to Yamaha for doing a power tuner app. Guys, seriously, use it. It's a great tool. Easy to modify your bike. And it makes your bike run better. So, like I said, go to keyfringtesting.com later this week. And I will have some maps for you up there for your Yamaha YZ450F. Hey, what's up? technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it, but I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called skosh It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier When you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. just I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, Award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out. Scosche.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Scosche develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Scotch finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. Fifty countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Scotch is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, S-C-O-K-T-25. That's S-C-O-K-T-25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com, I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Motoblood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You've got an ATV, you've got a street bike, you've got a UTV. Or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay, Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good, that lasted a long time and didn't break down, and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to. Because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. Was testing this stuff... Couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's a hundred percent fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I've ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag. 100% synthetic, it 100% works. So hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention kefir in your order, please order, and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, hit me up over at chris at kefirinctesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good. 100% 100% synthetic. Go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com One of my first sponsors ever was FMF Racing. I wrote resumes. That's right. Handwriting for you young bucks out there. Handwritten resumes and mailed them out. Licked the stamps. Sent them off their way. onto every company that had an address in these magazines that I looked at when I was younger. I was a 125 novice, 14 years old, sent my resume off, and I literally camped out by the mailbox every night hoping to get something back that says, we've accepted your sponsorship, now you're a rider. And you know what? One day, guess what showed up? A letter from FMF Racing. And you know what it said inside of it? Congratulations, Chris. You just got 60% off. Can you imagine that? 125 novice, 60% off. Dude, I thought I made it. I thought I was in. I couldn't wait to tell my dad that he was going to save money, and we're going to buy like 87 silencers and pipes now because we saved him so much money. (laughs) Nonetheless, those guys were on board with me a long time ago when I was very young, and now they're back on board with this podcast. I think it's very cool, and thank you, Little D. And you guys know I don't want any advertiser on here unless I back their products and I back FMF racing and the quality that it comes with. For forty five years they've approached everything they do at FMF as riders first. That's why it means the world to them to be on top of every major reader survey. Okay? They want to make exhaust systems that you want. They want to make exhaust systems they want. So it makes sense. It's they're stoked when they hear guys say Hey, man, I love your product. Trust me. I've been around Little D long enough. He loves that stuff. There's nothing more joyful in a guy's business to know that their products work. Same thing goes for my podcast, guys. So founder Don Emler is hands-on today as he was in the beginning. He's out there grinding, welding. Quality is his first concern. He builds everything from the ground up in the USA where he can oversee and control manufacturing. At FMF, they approach everything with the same mentality. Whether you're playing on the trails or backing the fastest names in racing, they set out to be number one. Thanks to all of you, fellow riders, we're leading the pack. They are leading the pack because of you guys out there buying the product. So, as you guys know, you guys go back into my podcast. I talk about FMF, great products. Head over to fmfracing.com, get yourself set up, go look. And see what they offer. Because they offer a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up. Chris at KieferIncTesting.com And I'll answer them for you. Thanks FMF. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the KieferIncTesting.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike? A dirt bike? Or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike? Head over to 6DHelmets.com Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you been to RuttedRacing.com yet? If the answer is no, go there right now. RuttedRacing.com. They have shirts, hats, hoodies, cute stuff for your chick, for your lady, for your wife. Man, it's cute. I put Heather in some of this stuff before bedtime, and, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. But nonetheless, go check them out. RuttedRacing.com. They have a bunch of cool stuff. And not only do they have cool streetwear. But Clint is designing some gear. That's right. If you're a taller dude, 6'2", maybe over, he's going to have the set of gear that you want to be in. Longer arms, a little longer length. Materials are going to be awesome. I saw some of this gear, and, man, it's going to kind of change the game for you taller dudes out there. So it's not out yet, so pump the brakes. But before we get all hyped up on this stuff... Go to RuttedRacing.com, buy some stuff. They support us. They support the bear, Tyler Bowers, and Henry Miller. So, hey, go check them out, won't you? RuttedRacing.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com I hate it when they put sirens in commercial commercials. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I wish I had that shirt. It would cover my boy boobs nicely. ScreenPrintingDone.com We make kick-ass t-shirts Made with bits of real panther We get it done So you know it's good ScreenPrintingDone.com ScreenPrintingDone.com Alright, Sunday came First of all, Saturday night I was sore as shit My arms, still sore Like right now my throat is kind of bleh my chest is still chalky. You know how you breathe so hard; your chest feels like it's on fire, like a campfire in there. That's what my chest still feels like. So, man, I'm tore up, guys. I'm doing this podcast and I, I'm hurting today. But we're getting it through. We're getting through it. And uh, but nonetheless, Saturday night I was sore. It, it, it spectating at Glen Helen is a rough because Heather was asleep by seven thirty. And, uh, we woke up early, got there, unloaded the Orange Brigade. I was excited. I actually felt better on Sunday. That's just how I work. That's how my body works. Coach Seiji has trained me, has, uh, for a few years, he knows my body. He knows how much workload I have. And he even told me that I will probably feel better on Sunday, which he was right. And I did. I was stronger. I was more, uh, aware of the track. And, um, yeah, I just, I felt better. Sunday, The track wasn't as rough as Saturday. They did some work in between 1st and 2nd motos from the hills. So a little bit faster of a track on Sunday than Saturday. But nonetheless, I got used to the Orange Brigade um, in practice. Went out for a couple practices and had Jamie from Twisted remap my Vortex Ignition that is on my KTM that I've talked so highly about. And put a another map that's a little bit more aggressive and I also found out something that I didn't know. And it's my fault for not telling you guys this. That stock map switch will work with the vortex ignition. Didn't know that. Jamie informed me of that shit um, Sunday morning. He's like, what map are you in? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, what map are you in? One or two? I'm like, I thought the map switch was deactivated when I put the vortex in. I thought I could change the map by... You know, taking my seat off and clicking it to the number on the Vortex Ignition. He's like, no. I mapped it for, you have a one map, two map, and then you have a TC, which is a third map. There you go. Didn't know it. Learn something new every day. So my bad. So if you have a Jamie Twisted Development Ignition, use your stock map switch, and you have three maps available. There you go. Holy shit. So real quick about the race. Moto one. Eh, mediocre start. I had to work my way up a little bit. KTM was good, man. KTM is not as barky down low as the Yamaha, but it pulls so great mid to top. Up those hills, it revs out so far, uh, especially with that ignition, man. It, it is, is a whole nother level of a motorcycle when you have that ignition in there. And uh, came around and got sixth with the young kids. Second moto, though, dude, ripped the start. Had the whole shot. Josh Grant edged me out in the in the Talladega turn. But that bike pulled so far. If you see the pictures up on my Instagram. Uh, or on Jamie's Instagram at Twisted Development. Josh and I are a good two to three bike lengths ahead of everyone else. Um, Josh had also had an ignition from Jamie in his bike. So like I said. Engine work. Mm, don't really need it. Ignitions are the thing for these new modern day four strokes. You have a good ignition. And a good map. That makes a world of difference huge difference so uh second moto got a bitchin and start almost whole shot second place uh got past the first lap was in third for a while um track was was rough but not like sunday rough and um just kind of got tired and i straight up my arms felt fatigued and over the course of doing four motos during the weekend and the and the stress of uh, of racing and And everything kind of got to me. So the last three laps, uh, fell back to fifth and got fifth overall. So top five for me in the 30 Pro class, which I probably had, ah, third place speed on Sunday, but, uh, my arms failed me. But I'm telling you what, the KTM didn't fail me at all. That KTM, man, it was good. People ask me, which bike did you like better? (sighs) Ah, it was tough. I would take bits and pieces of each bike. So I would take the bottom end of the Yamaha, but I would take the top, mid to top of the KTM. Honestly, the fork on the Yamaha was better, but I would take the shock on the KTM. The shock on the KTM is a little dead feeling. It was really good at acceleration. So what did I do to that KTM? Of course, WP suspension. Um, over there, Joey and the guys, Ola, George. Man, they've helped me test this stuff. If you guys are looking to get a good setup, I love a cone valve fork. I love a track shock. I know in the past that I've uh, said, hey, the stock shock is pretty good. Well, now that I have more time back to back with it on a rough track, there's a lot of advantages to a track shock. One being it's a real dead feel. One, it it's pretty firm feeling for me, which I like so I can charge stuff harder. But... The biggest difference for me is acceleration traction. I get a lot more of that with the track shock. So man, <laughs> it's it's really it's really a uh, eye opening to see how good WP stuff has become and I really thought that I wouldn't I really thought that the KYB stuff would be hands down way better. But now when I rode I raced Sunday and this is the reason why I did this kind of shit, guys. This is the reason why I rode two bikes i really liked i think overall i like the wp stuff better um just because it was a little bit uh, less active maybe firmer but i don't know man it, it was really close both bikes are good but that wp stuff is is really excellent so if you guys are uh, ktm owners you're looking to get better stuff on your bike look at cone valve track stuff yes it's expensive it costs money but Hopefully you're a KTM guy for a few years and you can roll that stuff into your new bikes. Again, Jamie at Twisted Development, I told you guys the Vortex is amazing for this bike. Husky owners, KTM owners, do yourself a favor. Spend six, $700, get a Vortex ignition, send it to Jamie, or just buy it from Jamie, from Twisted. And, and, you know, other people sell Vortex ignitions. Uh, I know Chad at XPR, He has Vortex. He knows Vortex really good. That guy is a wizard as well. I mean, I rode a Honda with a Vortex. It was insane. So um, Chad has his own maps. I don't have Chad at XPR's maps in any of my test bikes here. I do have Jamie's stuff in, and I can only vouch for things that I've tried. Jamie has really good maps for these KTM 450s and Husqvarna 450s. It makes a world difference. You want more bottom end. You want more pulling power. I know the stock KTM doesn't have the, the, the best bottom end delivery. Okay, Simply getting this ignition with this mapping, it changes the whole character of the bike. So snappy. It corners bitchin'. It, it's connected at the rear wheel. It pulls far. I mean, this bike pulled Josh Grant's fully built Kawasaki almost all the way down Glen Helen start. And that thing is long. And all I had done to it was the ignition and fuel. There's no motor work done. That's it. And an FMF, a, a production FMF muffler and head pipe. That's it. That's how good this thing is. So do yourself a favor. Go see Jamie. Call Jamie at Twisted. Tell him you want an ignition. Tell him Kiefer sent you. Tell him you want the Kiefer spec. And thank me later. Your, whole, your, your KTM Husqvarna is going to be a world... <laughs> It's going to be a different motorcycle. It's going to be awesome. It's hard for me to explain. I I lose thought because I'm like, I've never had something just bolt on that made such a big difference as an ignition. We talk shit about James Stewart's dad. Hey, he's not racing because he doesn't have an ignition. But man, there's something to be said about that. A factory ignition or an aftermarket ECU makes a big difference for these modern day four-strokes. Some of these companies with the ECUs, they run safe parameters. They don't go in the danger zone because they want the bike reliable. Going to the Vortex ECU doesn't even get you in the danger zone. It still keeps reliability, but it gives you so many options and so much better engine delivery that it's really, uh, it makes me happy. I don't get happy that much when it comes to testing dirt bikes and things that make me like, holy shit, this is better. But that ECU does make a world of difference. And hey, not to, to knock off GET too. I'm, I did do a GET test on a Yamaha. So we'll be talking about that. I didn't run the GET ECU on my Yamaha. I ran a stock ECU. But the GET system is pretty good. Look for that at KieferIncTesting.com soon as well. But KTM was awesome. WP cone valve track shocks, tracks shock stuff was great. Ignition, like I said... Pro 6 fuel, production FMF muffler 4.1 and head pipe. Uh, Pro taper bars. I ran Husqvarna stock bend cut down to 8.03 millimeters because they come at 8.11. Way too wide. Cut your bars, guys. Talk shit all you want. 6, 7 millimeters is a huge difference when you ride a dirt bike. Trust me. Just try it. And and if you think I'm wrong, email me. Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. Tell them I'm full of shit. Now, I'm happy to hear it, but I'm telling you guys I've done this long enough Cut your bars five millimeters and it makes the bike handle much better. So pro taper bar Husqvarna stock band 803 millimeters x-trig clamps What this ktm does need when the track is deep which glen helen wasn't but I put trig clamps on this bike because when I ride deeper tilled Sandier soil the bike has a little bit of a wiggle um, or deflection or some would say a little bit of a unsettled feeling on D cell. When you go lit off the gas, it kind of does a little wiggle in your in your on your bars. Unsettling. So I want to firm that area up a little bit in the front. Obviously not going to get that um, from the frame because I know some of the KTM and Husqvarna guys are putting that piece in the front of the frame. But we can't do that. Alright, so what do we do? We get a clamp. X trig provides a little bit more rigidity. But not so much where you're getting to, to have a harsh feeling. So only a couple clamp manufacturers out there that give that feeling. And X-Trig is one of them. Plus it looks bitchin'. They have this orange color that's awesome. So I went with the PDHS mounts. Flex a lot. The X-Trig helped firm that up. And it actually worked well at Glen Helen. Glen Helen was hard packed, choppier than shit, bumpy and with the vet world championships the bumps always start sooner because you have slower older guys so they break way soon right so then you got this downhill as soon as you start going down there's braking bumps all the way down it's really hard to set up a bike but this KTM was balanced it ran good it was strong it 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 was predictable like the Yamaha but to me excuse me but to me it cornered better than the Yamaha i could cut down off blown out ruts I could find my rut entering the corner a little bit better than the Yamaha. No, it wasn't quite as stable on acceleration, but it wasn't too far behind it as well. So KTM did a great job um, building this bike. I know some of the other magazines out there talk shit about this new chassis, but I like this new chassis from the KTM, and it provides excellent traction, it provides stability, and it provides a precise cornering machine that, for me, I want. I've always said... I like a little bit more stability than cornering, and the Yamaha is just that, but the KTM isn't that far behind for me as well. So um, thank you, Dave, over there at KTM for getting this bike ready, and thanks to Joey and the gang over at WP. Again, cone valve track stuff was was impressive. It, it actually uh, made me smile over the weekend how, how good it was. I was thinking it was going to be a little bit uh, harsh feeling, uh, and it wasn't. It was good. We got a good setting in there. Um so we're going to do this a little bit differently over at keyforrigetesting.com. I'll break down the modifications and have that in a text form over there on my website. And uh, same thing with the Yamaha. Thanks to Mike Ulrich, Travis Preston, Steve Butler at Yamaha for getting me this bike to race and getting it ready for me as well. Um, all these people helped me get this information out to you and... Uh, Hopefully, we'll be doing some more of this kind of stuff with other brands of bikes at other races um, coming up next year. Um, But we have a lot of other stuff coming up in a couple weeks. 250F shootout. um, Looks like the East Coast 450 shootout stuff is still going to happen. So that's good news. And a lot of good stuff coming for KieferIncTesting.com. So that basically was the weekend that would be. I ended up, like I said, fifth overall 30 Pro, third overall in the 40 Pro. Wasn't quite the weekend that I wanted. I wanted to win 40 Pro and maybe top 3 30 Pro, but nonetheless, I came home safe. I raced dirt bikes, met a lot of quality, good people. And what first and foremost for me is I like testing things and giving feedback to you guys. I learned some things this weekend, which directly goes out to you. So in this podcast, I explain the things that I've learned. That gets translated to you guys, and you guys get better. You guys learn. Your bike gets better. That's what testing media should be about, right? I feel like that was missing in our industry, so that's why I'm doing this. So, yes, people say, yeah, Jody races. Yeah, he does, but one track, REM. The main track and REM track are two different animals, way different. So, uh, but not to talk shit, Jody does a good job for who he does it for. And, uh, he got a lifetime achievement award at the W World Vets. You know, you can talk shit all you want on Jody, but in the day, he has seen and done a lot of things that I haven't. So, uh, as my, my parents always told me, you have to have respect for your elders. So I have respect for the things that he has seen and done in his lifetime. Just a little less pompous attitude would be awesome, but Hey, to each his own. So, uh. Thank you, John Anderson and W for putting on an excellent event, um, fun time, great weekend. Uh, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Glen Helen, but um, the staff over there did a good job with the track. Um, Saturday, I know, wasn't something I would want to go race all the time, but man, is it experience. So uh, go check out PulpMX.com. Read the article. I, I put a picture up of the track, of the downhill And that'll give you a little snippet of how rough that was. And uh, man, like I said, I'm going to go get a massage today. I'm going to go eat a lot of food. I'm down to 167, uh, 167 pounds. So a few pounds lost. I'm going to gain that back this week. I'm going to take a little break, a few days from riding dirt bikes. But there will be some more tests and information up at keferinktesting.com. We have a lot of things coming up. Some glove tests, suspension tests, ignition tests. And, of course, gear tests. Um, stay tuned for Suzuki RMZ450 living with. And also some more settings for the KX450. Met a lot of guys out there over the weekend that want to know more about their Kawasaki. So we're here for you. So thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you to each and every one of you guys that came up to me over the weekend and talked. I had a great time um, shooting the shit with you. I, I thank you very much for listening to this podcast and for purchasing stuff that my advertisers um pay me to talk about on the show again i'm very transparent they're only on this show because um one i use them and two i would purchase the stuff even if they weren't advertising on the show so it's good stuff so please listen to the commercials support the people that support this podcast because they make this thing happen and if it wasn't for them it would be dead air there'd be nothing going on so um Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, you guys know the email. I say it 17 times a fucking show. Chris at com, and hope to see you guys at a track. Again, if you see me at a track, come over, say hi. If you have a question, hopefully I can answer it for you. Um, even if it's after dark stuff, I'm here to help. That's what we do here, right? We're here to help. Key for Ink testing. And, uh, hey, thank you guys and we'll see you soon and be good to each other. See ya.